This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, movie fans, to another Anatomy of Movie as we dissect the ABBA musical number two. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Uh, and that's why I shouldn't sing. Leave it to the professionals. Like Pierce Brosnan. He tried. Welcome, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Listen to this song. Because we're here talking about it. For uh, the sequel. We have Dimitri Panos. Hey, movie fans. Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. We're back as a panel. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, Woo-hoo! it's been a few weeks. We're back for the reunion. Here we movie. go again. <laughs> Here we go again and That's... again. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. First off, a couple of things. If you've never joined us before, we dissect these movies. We talk about the plot lines. We talk about the how and the why in terms of the making of it. We talk numbers in terms of box office. And just by that description alone, hopefully that tells you there's a spoiler warning. So there is a spoiler warning. Here's the spoiler warning. Also on today's episode, there might be a singing warning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, st- mm-hmm. watch out for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thirdly, if you'd like to follow along, we do have our rundown in the description box. It's a little PDF. You click that, you can follow along. And without further ado, let us get into it. Marissa, overall thoughts for Mamma Mia. Well, I've always loved the music of ABBA. I've always loved, uh, you know, I, I like the musical. I, you know, I was a fan of the first one. I didn't love it, but, you know, I, I liked it well enough to listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> so many times and uh, so I was excited to see the second one and seeing the trailers over and over again I was like I genuinely got excited to see it and yeah it was fun it was cheeky it felt just like the first one in the level of ridiculousness on when they're performing and stuff it's it's literally just for fun and so when you go into this musical for that you can tell everyone had fun it was good music and some good singers some okay singers but overall it's just a fun popcorn time Dimitri. Well, I, I, I'm going to start this off, and I'm going to get on my soapbox for a little bit, because this is a movie that's supposed, so, supposed to be so entrenched in Greece, and it was filmed in Croatia. And anybody who's ever Same been... Same thing, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> anybody who's ever been to Greece like, could tell this from the opening shot, and... What's the matter? What's the matter, locations, people? Like, Greece, not beautiful enough? There aren't enough beautiful islands in Greece to film this movie on? Like, their economy could use the boost? And it actually bothered me. It permeated throughout the movie um, that this didn't happen. So, locations, people, uh, I, I, I do this with much love and respect. Fisa Funa, you're all bufos for not filming this in I Greece. Mean, I don't so, know what that means, but I can surmise <laughs> what it means. Um, so, and as far as the movie goes, well, look, I, I've seen the play. I saw the first movie. I was not a fan of the play, not a fan of the first movie. You were going to have to drag me to go to the second one. But there was one element that I wanted to see. 
in this. Uh, one one element only, and that was Lily James. Uh, I love Lily James, and to me, she really was the bright spot of this movie because I have I can recall the last time I've seen such an uneven musical. Uh, half of it was really bad karaoke, and then. Some of it was vibrant, but I expected at least the play in the first movie had an energy to it. Um, you know, Marissa, I was thinking a lot about uh, your one of your favorite movies at the end of last year, The Greatest, Greatest Showman. Showman. Yeah, and Whoa. not that I was a, again, not that I was a huge fan of that movie. But what I can't say, I can't say that movie didn't have energy. I can't say that that movie didn't have a charisma to it. And even all the dance scenes, the music scenes, had that musical vibrancy. And in this one, I felt number one, it could have been song selection because a lot of them were slow, like they weren't. When we when you play Mamma Mia or, or Dancing Queen, to me was the highlight, and that's what captured a musical. There weren't enough of that, mm-hmm. and I didn't find that a lot of the rest of the cast could sing, and that was a problem with me. And it, and it became very like this. I liked parts, and then when it got exuberant and like what a musical could be, I was like, oh, okay, I'm into this, and then it slowed down again. So. There, I I can't fully endorse Mamma Mia, and since it wasn't shot in Greece, I I didn't see the first one, but I was looking forward to this one, and I knew that it would be ridiculous. I did not realize how ridiculous it would be. There is no plot. First off, this is a music video with music and some plot to string it together, and yet it's one of the better times I've had all year. I will say this. Only if you like ABBA. If you hate ABBA music, this is not the movie for you. If you like ABBA music, this is a movie for you. It's a fair point. Mm -hmm. Julia, you saw the movie. What did you think? I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but I, it, compared to the first one, a little bit of a disappointment. They got rid of a lot of elements that made the first one really strong. One of them being Meryl Streep. Thankfully, they showed her a little bit towards the end, so I got a little bit of that, but I wanted more Meryl Streep. And also, what's up with Hollywood, where you have Cher playing Meryl Streep's mom? I'm still not over that. <laughs> well, you're not over that because Cher is only three years three. older than Meryl, Meryl Streep. But she moves as if she's 20 years older than Meryl Streep. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like seeing Cher. I, oh, in fact, I actually saw Cher perform Fernando. Uh, she, she was at CinemaCon. She was at the uh, Universal thing, and she actually, they brought her out in the Las Vegas stage. So I actually got to see her perform with her band. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was cool. I get to say I, I saw Cher. Better so we'll or worse. Talk, Better or worse than what? Well, Fernando and the movie. Seeing the experience live is it was better. better. I, I have to say. I mean, seeing with everything going on around her, yeah. and, and knowing that it's share, and we'll talk more share. It was better live. Fair enough. All right. Well, there's so many elements to dissect with this movie. Let's start with this notion. Let's we we get the past and we get the present. Um, so, might as well start with this. What did you guys think of who portrayed the younger versions best? Was it Harry? Was it Sam? Or young Bill? Who was your fave? 
Well, you know, I liked all the all the guys at some point. So I think uh, Bill definitely hit Bill, like in in the charisma part and you know the sailing and like and they did really good casting of the physical look. So that made it look very believable that Bill was the younger version of himself. And he's like more free spirited, likes to, you know, sail and um I, I think he was the most believable compared to the other two where I had to I think it's cause their physical physicality was so similar between Sam and Harry that I had a hard time actually distinguishing who was who. But Bill, I understood. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dimitri? Yeah, I mean, I liked uh, who was the sailing guy. Uh, that, that, that was, was Bill. Bill. Yeah, I liked. I liked. He. Yeah, young Bill was probably the one that captured it the most, the best. Actually, and I think one of the funniest scenes in the movie is when they had Josh Dillon as young Bill up against Skarsgård <laughs> and they were just looking at each other like, <laughs> like that to me was like, it was really funny but I enjoyed his adventurism and in uh, um, spirit that he had as young Bill uh, yeah he was probably the best for me uh, I, I thought he was charismatic uh, but actually I liked Sam I don't know maybe, maybe because he was portraying Pierce Brosnan and I thought out of them like he seemed the most um well, first off, we get more screen time with him because yeah. he's he's there at the hotel the entire time and he's doing his part. So I, I don't know. I just felt like I had a greater connection to him right off the bat. Yeah. So, hey, Jeremy Irvine did a really good job uh, as as the young Sam. He did. Yeah. Um. Let me ask you this. So you both saw, since I have not seen Mamma Mia, um, but for all intents and purposes, you know, she's got her three dads. doesn't matter who the actual dad is. And in essence, we're kind of retreading a story that, in essence, as I understand it, you guys knew. How did you guys feel about that aspect of it? Well, I mean, I liked it because if you go back to the first one, and thankfully I, I just rewatched it recently, um, is that th- the first one they actually do plant a lot of seeds to what the you know Mama Mia here we go again picked up on, and and I like that because we get little nuggets here and there of who Sam, Bill, and Harry all were and how they kind of met. We got the the actual audible stories but then in the movie we get the visual mm-hmm. um, of them actually meeting and I like that because it does give an interesting backstory to Donna and who she was when she was younger um, why she is the way now and and it just shows her free her free spirit also as a young person when she's faced with all these three guys who are so different each and I like that because in the first one it gives you an idea and the second one actually yeah. shows you it sure don't ask me to recall the first one it's, it's <laughs> I, Julia, I, you saw the first I, one I, yeah well, um, I think what I really enjoyed also is that they they didn't put any um, I guess pressure or anything on her sexuality in the first movie they kind of teased her that she was really busy all summer and it was a busy summer which it was <laughs> as this movie explained yet there's no shame and I really appreciated that because let the girl have fun on her summer well as Glamour writes as a result all potential for judgment is removed from the very beginning of Mamma Mia imbuing the movies with a sense of freedom it's not age restricted either whether 20 something Sophie or her 40 something mother Donna or Donna's friends Rosie and Tanya. The women of the film are empowered, frank, and unashamedly confident in their sexuality. Yeah. 
Sure. I believe that. Also, be watching the first one because the first one has a lot of actual terribly photoshopped pictures of quote unquote <laughs> young Donna with these terribly photoshopped pictures of the young young guys. And just that kind of gets null and void with the second one now that we have a visual faces to each of the, each of those. So when you go back to the first one, you're like, Ugh. it's all it's very painful to watch looking at the bad photos. But uh, it, it gives you a sense of you know again who she was. Um, and who they were when they were young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Donna, the the you know the plot that or the, the the thing that kicks this off, the inciting incident, is that Donna's dead. However, the hotel now is ready to launch, and kind of that at least keeps her spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Juliet mentioned that she felt not having Meryl Streep kind of detracted from the movie. Do you guys agree? Disagree? Um, not necessarily disagree because, I mean, Meryl, she was the pinnacle person in the first one, but I like how she was pretty much far removed from the second one because it was Lily James's portrayal now. Right. And Lily James, she's a great actress and also a better singer than Meryl Streep, in my opinion. So I didn't mind the fact that Meryl was out of this movie for the majority of the time because it let Lily James shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not? I, 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 I'm sort of... I'm, I'm in your camp. I, I didn't. To me, Mama Mia was when I first started. Like, like Meryl Streep was like, "Oh, stop!" Like, no, I know you're the queen of Hollywood, but yeah, it's. I don't need you in a musical, and you're okay. And it's. I didn't miss that presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I, 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 I wanted to see this only because of Lily James, and we were going to talk about it, of course. But no, I didn't. You know, it was almost like they they threw her into this movie for for money. I mean, they used her in the advertising. They used her in the well. She's I think she's in the the, the poster. She was in the trailer. Meryl Streep and mm-hmm. I, you know I think they were just trying to you know uh, I don't want to say cheat the audience. But, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. That that's not what was my frustration is that I, as you're saying, I mean, we have we have the posters, we have the trailers. Like we're expecting her. She's been promised, and then in the first few minutes of this movie, you're telling me she's dead, and you're also telling me that the couple we were so in love with last movie is they're having issues and they're about to break up. I was uh, I saw the movie with Bill, and I was like, I think we need to leave. Those are my two favorite parts, <laughs> and the first five minutes they're not part of the movie. I don't know if I can stay. Well, they so, need to give uh, you heartache. I, I, I will. We'll say this. this mm, we'll say. We'll go ahead. Well, the thing is, is this, yes, the marketing shows Meryl Streep, and I heard that she wasn't going to be in the movie, but I was like, but she's in all the advertising. She has to be in the movie. So I actually, I wasn't too bothered that she wasn't in it for 90% in the movie, but when she showed up in the last minute, I was like, yeah, there she is. Yeah, of course. She it makes sense. Showed up. I thought she might have been I, in more I wasn't flashback. bothered really at all that she was out of it. Yeah, neither was I. I will say that if there was any part of this movie that resonated with me at all. It was the doing something to respect and to further the memory of a lost loved one. And that's what this whole opening of the hotel was about. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, I enjoy the, the little wisps of conversation uh, that Amanda Seyfried and Sophie had with uh, with her dad, uh Pierce Brosnan, if we get his Sam. name, Sam, and talking about it can never be enough, but 
she would love what you're doing and it was all of the the motives behind it I completely understood and and got and I appreciated it uh, that was the only thing that resonated with me in the movie um, it would be a completely other movie if that's what, 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 what if there was more of that but outside of that <laughs> just no <laughs> Well, with a movie like this, you for me, you know from the get-go that this is going to have a happy ending. I'm not going into Mamma Mia, here we go again, to like cry at the end okay, on a no. sad note. <laughs> Agreed. This it's a right. happy musical. We know yes. that. <laughs> so, and that's that's why, like, I from the very get-go, yeah, you're going to front load all the heartache, so that way. We're, you know, we're gonna have this triumphant moment at the end. I mean, even though it's not necessarily a sad thing, but like the grandmother never being there for, well, as a mother, she was never there for Donna. Now she's not gonna be here for for Sophie. So that's just her mo. And then boom, there she is. Right. That's one of the big moments of the movie. But and also, Sky comes back too. <laughs> yeah, Sky. But also Cher's appearance was also spoiled too in the trailer. Yeah. So we all knew Cher was gonna come. Yeah. Um, into the scene eventually, and when the first five minutes is like, oh yeah, she she never responds, she she'll never come and stuff. It's like, girl, we know this, and we know Cher's gonna show up. So I, I think the marketing like really kind of worked against themselves. Well, I think they put it in there to grab the audience. I mean, Cher was in it for about as much time as I thought Cher was going to be in the movie. Meryl Streep, I actually thought might have been in it a little more via flashback or something. I'm fine. They had their presence. They did, but I will. Like, I know, I know the trailers were meant to grab the people, but even so, like they, like as far as share, they, the first her entire entrance was revealed. It was. Mm-hmm. It's it was. like here I am, and then, you know, um, but you weren't invited. Yeah, that's the best kind of party, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's only, the trailer. That's the trailer. That's the trailer. Yeah. The, the only thing that was surprising was... I'm not surprised that she sings. I'm surprised that Fernando is Andy Garcia. I was like, yeah. oh, was like, okay. What? We're in. This is yeah, Mamma Mia. I didn't mind that. Completely no. coming out of nowhere. It's like, what? And you're, I was the same way. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> but it, 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 of course, like, I mean, no other movie, if you're going to do anything, like, this is one of those movies that, that it's, this is where it's excusable to just be, just tie up all, any loose end in oh. the most... Oh, yeah. Just out of left field way. Yeah. Mm. So. But somehow it still makes sense because, you know, Andy Garcia, quote Fernando, is, you know, he's a kind of a mystery in, in the movie. You're like, who's this guy? He's just around. He, apparently he's the manager, but he's kind of shady at the same time. But then to give him a purpose, such as Fernando, I was like, all right, <laughs> that's why you're there. And it's like he. I'm has, okay with that too. And he has the thing about. I had a woman once. Mm. You know, Cienfuegos? <laughs> well, he was actually handpicked by Cher out of the list of actors. So, he was. listen, good. Yeah. God bless him. I mean, hey, he's having a renaissance the right women now. Women love Andy Garcia. Yeah, I just wish he would be. Diane Keaton picked him for for book club as yeah, well. I just so. wish he was in better some better there movies. He's he's look at he's having oh, he can't be unhappy. He's having a nice renaissance right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he was in two movies within the past. Four two, months, two five months, months, right? A couple of months, right? 
Oh, so that's good. He, he still he still has it. I mean, he still has a really good screen presence. Um, I, I just want to see him in better movies. He deserves it. I mean, he's been another actor that's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done it all. He has indeed. All right, but let's um, let's reshift back to Sophie and young Donna because the parallels, right? That's the, the whole movie's about them, you know, being connected. Mm-hmm. Obviously, leading to the culmination of Donna gets pregnant, Sophie gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so all these things work together, and I thought, as far as how they transition from one to the other, visually and just other like it all seemed very seamless and yet connected. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated like both from an acting perspective, both from a cinematography, editing, like it all, all just worked. I agree. I enjoyed the parallelisms, and they did that really well in the first one too. That where they show, you know, back to back sequences of and how they juxtapose the the two, um, the Sophie and Don, the older Donna, um, and how they are so much alike, and like how they act with their friends, what they say, like their their lines and their mannerisms are so in line with each other. So I liked how it translated to this film as well that they are still very close to the mm-hmm. point where they're basically each other. Like, the apple didn't far, fall far from the tree. Right. And I enjoy that because it... Yeah, we didn't get Meryl Streep in this movie, but her character and her presence was so big that she still is a part of the second one, even though she's not physically there. Yeah. That's a that's a great point. You know who I also was wor- uh, wondering why they weren't there was um, her friend. The, uh, I'm sorry, the daughter's friends. Oh, yeah. Do you remember their names? Um, they were... They're, like... Li- uh, but, Gosh. Yeah. In yeah. the first movie, there's a really nice dynamic how, you know, the mother has Meryl Streep, has her three girlfriends, and then they're a little pack, and it's then like, the daughter, same thing. And it's like, why aren't they in this movie? This seems like an important day for you, and you don't really have much of a support system. Yeah, maybe they just couldn't get the actress back. It was like Lisa and someone else, and I forget I forget the other girl. Sorry. <laughs> I forget those characters completely. Huh? So I was like, I didn't know them. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, she didn't. And you're right. You you bring up a really good point. It's like, how can you have been on this island, getting this hotel ready, and you really don't, outside of Sam, your dad, you don't have any support system. Like the, that. That was interesting. That was like, okay, that's weird. But listen, oh well. you can't apply logic to Mamma Mia. <laughs> I don't think it was like just because her personal friends were there. We we had Donna's friends and Donna's, you know, ex-boyfriends also there. And I think it might have also just been an overwhelming of cast if they added two more girls for us to yeah. follow. And especially when we're seeing when we're seeing the young Tanya and and uh and oh my gosh. And young oh, what's her name? Rosie. Rosie. Why am I blinking? Young Yeah. There are a lot of people. When we see young Tanya and young Rosie like those are also two girls that we have to follow now, so I, I think it just would be an overwhelm, overwhelming ensemble if we added two more people. And every in in all audiences who see this should be thankful that the uh, that the hardest Greek name to pronounce is Sophie. So it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, speaking of Lily James, like I think I think she she really does a fantastic job. She's supposed to embody this free spirit and. Just the way they open up on when I kiss the teacher, like just such a different way to to graduate 
top of your class. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that that's what you choose. Uh, it, you know, I, I, I thought I, I thought it encompassed really well, and they, they started off the movie, and you, you got her spirit. You got what she was going for. You did, but you also got the sense that this is Lily James' movie. Like, she performed. She was the star, and, and not that, like, it wasn't because she was, like, wanted to make everybody look not as good as her, but you could tell that she was the one that really showed up, was having this good time. And what I refer to is that that, that song, Kiss the Teacher, um, it ends on a freeze frame of them jumping. And if you look at the three actresses and you look at their faces, the one that's the brightest, the one that stands out is her. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the director didn't say, okay, you two, don't smile as much. I think it's just her and, and what her charisma brought to the role. And it was the only thing that was keeping me really going. Um, and, and, and again, she, she can sing. She was able to dance. She didn't necessarily mimic or try to um, like do a... Uh, she wasn't... She wasn't like mimicking Meryl Streep. She was playing young Donna. Yep. So, uh, I, yeah, I really enjoyed watching her in this movie. It was hard not to. I mean, she she really had the screen presence to pull it off. Yeah, they, they, they put a lot on her shoulders. Like, if you look at the song list, 16 songs in total, <clears throat> a lot of them fall on her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that worked out quite well. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, what are your thoughts? It, well, it also helps that Lily James herself is such a strong singer. And I think the problem, not like necessarily a big problem, but it is one of the flaws of the Mamma Mia movies is that they have actors who can sing, not singers who can act. Hmm. Um, they're actors first, and then singing can be subpar, but also forgivable, I guess you can say, or at least tolerable. But Lily James is actually a very strong singer, so like I'm glad that they went with her because she she is like she's getting big, she's building a big career. We've covered a lot of her films in the past three years, um, so good on Lily James. And she's she's still a younger, fresh face that the younger now generation can also enjoy these movies because ABBA and the Mamma Mia music it caters to the people who were loving the the music in the 70s and 80s and now Lily James can bring the people from today's yeah. generation mm-hmm. so I think it's actually really smart yeah and you look at her career I mean she was Cinderella she was fantastic actually I really like Cinderella it's still my I think it's my favorite live action adaptation from the Disney that in Jungle Book but she was great and then she goes. She goes from doing a Disney movie to Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, <laughs> and yeah. then you're like, "What?" And she carried it off, and she had good cast around her. Yeah. But it's like, "Wow, okay, so she can pull this off too." And then she does Baby Driver. That's when I really fell in love with her. And again, to, she's Darkest a hour. star. Yeah, she's very yeah. Darkest Hour. She has the. We talk about it. Screen presence when she comes on. And she's very bright, and and she's got the charisma. She's got it. She's she's well, great to watch. I mean, and to listen to the whole role of Donna is to showcase what the spirit of Donna was. You know, th- th- that would become Donna, right? And so, you need people to fall in love with her, both in the movie and out of the movie. And and as you guys have made quite evident, she pulls mm-hmm. that off mm-hmm. tremendously. And she doesn't do it by doing a cheap imitation. 
of Meryl Streep. I, 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 in a sense, because again, Meryl Streep is the queen of Hollywood, right? She's she's big shoes to fill if you're going to do this, right? And it's much like uh, the kid who played Han Solo. It's like he's not doing a cheap imitation of Harrison Ford. He's just playing like what we can see Han Solo as younger and as he evolves into the adulthood. That's the same thing here with Lily James. We can see this young Donna growing up to be Meryl Streep. It makes sense, and it's not its not a half-assed imitation at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If you, one of the things I, I appreciate about this movie, only in movies can you really compare a mother and a daughter in such a way where they, like, you know, you always hear it that, that you know, you're exactly like your mother or something like that, but... but but as a child in real life, you, you, you can't ever make that comparison. Because in, in this movie, we get the... And in just movies in general, we, we get the ability to do that. Yeah. And I thought that... I, I thought her and uh, Amanda matched up quite well. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they did, they did a fantastic job. Um, what are your other... Uh, what would you guys think of um, the young two friends as well? Rosie and Tanya. I thought they were fabulous. <laughs> they definitely captured the essence of the older Tanya and Rosie. And like even the actress that played young Tanya, I was laughing hysterically. I think she had the best lines in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, and every time we saw the this young Tanya, uh, um, young Tanya, and even the older Tanya, that as like she had some of the best one-liners, and I felt like she stole every scene that she was in. Because also, Christine Baranski is such a great actress as well. But her character is so funny and and likable, and I loved her in the first one, too. So I thought the the casting of the two younger ones was spot on. I agree. I I thought they were very spot on from a looks-wise, but I even think that they brought an energy to the movie that that you can tell that they would be Donna's friends. Um, In fact, I felt they... And again... Not just because they were the younger versions of the older people. Uh, I felt that they had more energy than, I, you know, they, they, they were trying to capture this energy when we would come to present day and you see the older people. You're right, Christine Baranski is fantastic. She knows how to deliver sarcasm and Julie Walters as Rosie is great. But they didn't... Did they just lose the energy because they're older? I don't buy that. They, they, I don't buy that that would happen. They, the younger versions of themselves I thought were spot on, and they were exuberant, and they had fun in the whole cake thing mm-hmm. <laughs> on cake. Yeah, so Carbs. Uh, yeah, it was... Um, yeah, I, I, liked, I liked the younger versions of the characters. Mm. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, all right, well... Uh, let's also. I want, I want to get you from your perspective. What, as I mentioned, sixteen songs in total. What was your favorite song? No, just pick Mamma Mia. Just pick Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dancing Queen is obviously iconic, but I really actually enjoyed the end credits because it was fun to see literally everybody on screen and the younger paired with the older in the same scene. And, you know, Super Trooper is, like, such a fun song anyways to sing. But to see, and I think just the cinematography-wise of how they pulled off the, the end credits sequence was also very well done and how everybody got their one, two lines and then off to the next person, next pairing, whatever. And I think it executed awesome in the film. And it's a great song, too. Absolutely. Dimitri? 
Yeah, I don't disagree. I can't disagree with that at all. I really do think that the that the the, the, the final credit scene was great, and and Dancing Queen was the was the, was the one that had the most energy. It's it's how I expected the rest of this movie to have that exuberance, to have that choreography in the way that it was edited, and having these people coming in on the boats and they're dancing on the boats. We're on the island. I really like that. That's that's a good musical number. I wish the rest of it had it. Um, there was uh, what was the scene in the restaurant? Um, Waterloo. Waterloo was okay. Waterloo was fun as well. Uh, and and but I think Waterloo, Dancing Queen, and the end credits were to me the most vibrant, the most fun to watch, and and the most engaging for a musical. You want your music to be engaging and everybody to look like they're having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Waterloo is a great song. I was actually kind of <clears throat> put off by the number Waterloo because I think it was just it could have been the lip syncing, but it seemed too over the top, especially when they were just they just met each other like two hours ago, and now he's singing a love song to her in a restaurant. <laughs> Fun to watch, but also a little too ridiculous to make it seem believable. Yeah. Mama Mia, I, I will say, Young Harry singing wise. Not the greatest. <laughs> I, and I don't, you know, I mean, maybe he comes from a musical background, too, because I'm not familiar with theater. But again, this is where we fall into the, there were many parts of this that were just bad karaoke. And not bad of the son who worked in the taverna, and he only had it so he could be in his band bad. I mean, I just felt it was bad karaoke. <laughs> well, my, f- I agree with you guys, Dancing Queen was one of the highlights but um well the one a song that fit really well I thought was Knowing Me Knowing You because at that point they had split uh mm-hmm. and it was it was well choreographed in terms of their emotions and they were walking off um like I said I mean this 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 is a long music video <laughs> with multiple just small plot points here and there and that was one of the first songs of the movie too yeah but you know to your point that was the one that too was filmed like a musical in which you know you know it's a set he's on one side of the wall she's on the other side of the wall it was the way the camera moved um yeah I mean that was done that was done really well as well too Dominic Cooper who can sort of sing I mean he's I like Dominic. He sang Cooper in the too. first one. He had mm-hmm. a number in the first yeah. one, and then it's nice to see well the whole cast back. It's, yeah. it's very rare to get everybody back from the first movie. A free trip to Croatia. <laughs> it's like let's <laughs> have fun. <laughs> well, I, I do want to ask you guys an opinion about Cher because this was made. You know, it's like it's supposed to be the big surprise, even though the trailer reveals it. But the, the re- you know she's going to sing. You just don't know what she's going to sing. We mentioned that she sings Fernando, um, but as far as the performance, um, I don't know. Like she's not as mobile as the, the, yeah. it wasn't as graceful as you would hope for Cher, and no. it kind of hurt to watch. And the th- and the, it is disappointing too. I mean, Cher obviously iconic, and she was big in the 70s and 80s when ABBA was big in the 70s and 80s so it makes sense that she would also be and she has ties to ABBA like they're actually good old friends and stuff so uh, I didn't mind Cher being in it and like she's talented and she has 
she's a great singer. I think it's because of, I don't want it to sound superficial, but like all the work that she's done, it was hard to connect with her because she wasn't, her face wasn't moving. And yeah. I wanted to like really moat with her, but I was so put off it just like nothing was moving. I was like, you're singing, but I can't connect with you. I, I think it's a good point. I think it's a valid point. I don't think it's being superficial at all. But this is a woman, you know, when you talk about ABBA, uh, the Sonny and Cher variety show, it was, a, it was a big ratings getter at the time. I believe they probably had ABBA on once, if not twice. Uh, they were really big. And then Cher was able to do something that a lot of singers of the time probably wanted to do but couldn't. And that meant, and that is, she made the leap into acting on the big screen. So, movies like Moonlighting, right? Which. Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Moonstruck, which I believe she could have won an Academy Award. She did she's, get nominated. She has been around and she's a fantastic actress. Just on her own. I mean, what she's been able to accomplish as a singer and then a performer, she's, she's great. I'm just going, I mean, like her list of acting. I can't even, like, it's... I'm just trying to go through... It's crazy. So, and as a performer, she was always iconic. And she even had a renaissance as well. Not only in the 70s, but in the 80s, too. And she stuck around for a long time. Then she sort of kind of faded away. And I always wondered, what was it? Why? Why would you quit acting when you were so good at it? And you could do drama. You could do comedy. You could do anything, and you could sing. Like, that's a trifecta, and you still looked good. But I think the years outside of just the, outside of just the, the work, I think the years of dancing and, the, and, the, and, and her costumes and heels and whatever, I think it just takes toll on a body. And it looked at here, and to your point, I felt sort of bad. She wasn't this way in Vegas. But she's not jumping around like she used to. What is she, in her 60s? 70s. 70s, 70s, right? And you said she's three years older than Meryl Streep, right? Meryl Streep, I believe, is 68, 69. And and note that the two of them were together in Silkwood. She was in Mask. I mean, Suspect, Moonstruck. I mean, Mermaids, The Player. This woman was in a ton of really good movies. And I think that the age has caught up with all the performance that she's done. And you can sort of tell that her body just... it. Well, I mean, she's no spring chicken, but I think the rigors of performing have caught up with her. A little bit. You know? But she could still act. There was still a vibrancy. Like, there was that vibrancy. Yeah. And she can know. still deliver lines like yes. that. That's not good. Sarcasm, <laughs> yeah. Leaving mm-hmm. that out of my bio. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, like, I mean, she, she's, she's a good actress, <clears throat> and I think just... And performance-wise, this is a musical, so you have to connect with the audience, and I just didn't connect with her. Which, but if, if we're on that, I thought that was one of the best jokes. I don't know why, but like... Which one? You're, you're a grandmother. Great-grandmother. Great-grandmother. <laughs> yes, I am. No, you're literally going to be a great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. And just cracked them. Yeah. It was, it was, it's like a dad oh, joke. Oh my god, I forget. The Witches of Eastwick. It was just such a good movie that she's in. You know, she's a very talented, gifted performer, um, and it is sort of sad because even when she's doing Fernando, you could tell walking down the stairs, like she was. I don't want to say holding on for dear life, 
But that railing. <laughs> the railing, yeah. <laughs> Let's not fall on my brick of But it's no, but I mean No, it's true. Yeah, it's you know. Well let's 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 move on to Meryl Street because she she comes in in the final moments. Right. She she which by the way she ended up spending a whole week on set, which is a lot longer than I actually would have thought. But then again, given the complication of how they shoot stuff for this, I, I could maybe see. What did you guys think of that song? Uh, my love, my life. I liked it. it. It was a nice button at the end of the movie because it kind of does bring bring the the young Donna storyline to the beginning of the of the Sophie storyline mm-hmm. that's where they meet and it it was very apropos that it started with the church because the church was an iconic place in the first one too so and I liked how it it really draws to the the main point of where both of these stories line up in mm-hmm. parallelisms and I liked it it was sweet it was a mother to a daughter another mother to her New daughter and and like, I, I enjoyed it. It was touching. It was sweet and it was simple. And I, I like the simplicity of it. And also, Meryl Streep was in you know Super Super Trooper, which was the, arguably one of the biggest numbers of the film. So yeah, that could have taken up the week. Yeah, it, well, true. Um, and the scene again it resonated a little bit. I mean, there was the spirituality of it because here she is as the spirit of Donna. <clears throat> past who who the whole thing was about she's still with us we're opening this hotel to, to to further respect her memory and her life it was to respect her life and to do this and this is what we're doing it for and having at the christening uh you know of, of the baby and her singing it there was that whole she was watching over and she was still with her daughter uh Again, that's something that, again, there was a wisp of that resonation with me um, that happened. So I appreciated what they were going for in that song, in that scene. Mm-hmm. So, Any final thoughts on story? I know there's still a lot to cover, but, um, but I do want to move on to sort of box office and all that stuff. But I want to give you guys a final final say on things. No, I think the story is super simple to understand. It's just the whole backstory of Donna. But, like, appreciate what she, what, you know, the character she was when she was younger into what she pulled off as an adult. Having raised a child by herself, having run in a hotel by herself, you you saw the ambition from a young Donna to the actual execution of the Mm -hmm. older Donna. I like Mm -hmm. that. I appreciate it. Fair enough. Well, two things to note. Uh, number one, Pinkberry created a Mamma Mia mango flavor. So if you... That has nothing to do with Grease. <laughs> that, did, that had nothing to do with Mamma Mia, apart from no. them just doing it. Um, and also, you can get 10% off tickets uh, from City if you use the promo code City. Oh, Interesting to know. Sweet. Good to know. Neither of which we are sponsored by, but I figured I'd just let you know one way. Now you're just hungry. <laughs> I am hungry, actually. Uh, that was awesome. So, as far as numbers, came in number two at the box office this past weekend, and then number two to Equalizer 2. Both sequels. Both sequels. Yeah. That's a mouthful of twos. Sequels. I, I, I'm willing to bet that if you looked at the top ten movies of last weekend, mm-hmm. I would say... Maybe two to three of them are actual, like, original 
movies. I think everything else, I bet you, would be a sequel. Yeah, because Ant-Man 2, Incredibles 2, and the list goes on. <clears throat> so many twos. So many twos. But, uh, you know, overall, like, the fact that it made what it's made, and it, worldwide it's picking up some steam, I think it's it's got legs. And, and an A-minus on cinema score, almost an 80 on Rotten Tomatoes. Like that's, it's that incredible. I was surprised that's about. High. I was surprised about high. the 80% right there. Um you know, when you talk about the foreign box office, which is currently at like sixty-five million, so that that, that relates to fifty-eight, fifty-five point eight percent. Let's just call it fifty-six percent of the worldwide box office, right? That's fascinating to me, and you wonder who's bringing this in. Was it because they put share in Meryl Streep in the marketing? Like, I mean. There's a method to the madness, and there's a reason why they are in the marketing to get that feeling back. Because if you don't show them, and they end up being, say they were the quote-unquote surprise guests, right? Then it's the thing that everybody wants to talk about but may not talk about because they don't want to spoil the movie. You just put it out there. You're marketing the movie to an audience, to a worldwide audience. Those two do have pull, Right? So, uh, you know, in the movie itself, um, look, the play has gone on and has played all around the world and has had its popularity. Mm-hmm. And I think in, it still continues to do so in some sectors. So globally, I'm not surprised that this movie has done what it has done. Well, also, the ABBA <clears throat> music is still big in Europe. I mean, hello, they're, they're actually from Sweden. But it, the ABBA music is known huge in the UK and over in Europe so they're like yeah that does help with the 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 financial box office as well man didn't ABBA come out with a new album or they're coming out with a new album I think Cher was actually in a music video back in 2004 yeah so they're still making music believe it or not it's it's incredible Uh, and that when it comes to a musical like it transcends. We talk comedy. Sometimes is tough to cross over, right? Because comedy is very specific to cultures and languages. Action movies tend to do well internationally because, it, again, it's action. And musicals, because it's music, also can have that transcendence. They can. And ABBA, they were. A wor- they still are worldwide. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and well, also the music in itself is timeless. It doesn't really have pop culture references in the lyrics. It, they're fun songs to listen to at any time of the year. So True. that's why also ABBA is so good and so well known because people can listen to them any freaking time they want. Yeah. Absolutely. So kudos to them. Uh, they, they had a $70 million budget production-wise. I don't know. Sure, 75 I mean, that's we talked about this earlier compared to Equalizer 2, which was in, in the 60s. $75 million. That must have been getting share to go this was, like I, I want to know what their actual production wa- budget is minus all the actors. Mm. Can you imagine like $15 million or something but, like that? Also, but if you think about it, a sequel that was 10 years to the date of the release of the first one, so to have a sequel so already late after the first one, to do financially successful mm-hmm. also. I mean, good for them. Yeah. With high ratings, no less. Yeah, they did something right. Kudos to them. And listen, they had my money. Yeah, and they went yeah. back to this well with, and this isn't based, like there wasn't a Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again Broadway show. Like this is a direct film sequel 
musicals are sort of hot right now. Um, this is a let's. This is a woman's picture, and there really isn't a ton of that this summer. So there's a lot to gravitate towards that the uh, the the Yaba um, factor, and I do believe the share and the Meryl Streep factor. Uh, I think people wanted to jump back into this well again uh, in hopes that they well here we go again and and have a fun time. Absolutely, there's lots of appeal, and the cast themselves, even in this film. Like the cast, all of them are still pretty big in their careers. Yeah, and they 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 looked as if they were having fun. Uh, I can't point to any single one and say that person was in it for the paycheck. They, hey, we're gonna party again. Whoopa, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, what, what better time? What better excuse do you get to just all kind of hang out and have a fun time on set? Like, yeah. that doesn't. You know, unless you're the Avengers, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't really happen that much. Yeah, right. So kudos to them. All right. Well, that I know there's plenty of more that we could have talked about, but that's why we encourage you to type in the comments section or interact with us directly by all means. Also, if you love what we do, by all means, subscribe. We encourage you. That way you get any new episodes. Also, it allows you to check out past episodes. Uh, we have not done Mamma Mia the first one, but that's because we weren't around 10 years ago. We weren't around 10 yeah. years ago. I can't believe it's been a decade. It's been, yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> Nonetheless, we have covered a lot of movies, whether it be Amanda Seyfried movies, Meryl Streep movies, um, Lily James movies, a lot of them that we mentioned. In fact, all of much them. all of them we've covered. We've done her filmography. So, <laughs> definitely... Lots to check out. By all means, we encourage you. Next week, we will be doing Teen Titans Go to the Movies, as well as Mission Impossible Fallout. In the meantime, during the, that entire week, where can people interact with you directly, Marissa? You can follow me everywhere at Serafini TV. And Dimitri. And I say stop the olive oil washing, filming grease, and you can find me at DMovies, at DMovies1701. That's right. And you can find me at Phil Tech. <laughs> Marissa, sing and take us out of here. <laughs> no? I mean, I need music. But so you got music. Go. Crank it up, Julia. Sing. Look at me now. Sing. Look at me now. I, I don't know how, but I, but I suddenly lose control. <laughs> There's a fire within my soul. Julia, join her. Come Just on. one look and I can hear the bell ring. One more look and I can Oh, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Mama, how can I resist you? Mamma Mia, does it show again? Mama, just how much I miss you. Yes, I've been broken hearted. Where are Why, why did I ever let you go? Mamma Mia, now I really know. All right, we're getting on that note. Thank you, guys. Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.